Well, here we are. Uh, we finally made it on Discord. <laughs> We've managed to uh, work around all the kinks. We're a little late. That's fine. Not too too late. Uh, we got yeah. one person waiting on us, a good friend of mine. Uh, hey, Tanner, how's it going? Thanks for joining us today. We got, uh, I hope you got some coffee because we're going to be uh, talking about some stuff. Yeah, I do. Uh, it's cold now because I was working on all that tech stuff, but yeah. So this is um, day four of my podcasting push. I don't know what to call it. Uh, I've been going four days straight of podcasting and my guest today is Miss Logan. Uh, she had the distinct pleasure of messaging me and telling me I should podcast for a fourth day in a row. And I said, well, you should be on it. So here we are. <laughs> Logan, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone. Here I am on the podcast. Who would have thought? Uh, Logan, uh, we got the distinct pleasure of getting to um, work on a project recently, uh, which was super fun. Uh, I love meeting new actors uh, and getting to just be creative together and everything. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what's your deal? Yeah. Um, yeah. I got to work with you and with uh, Taylor on the, on the YouTube series and that was a lot of fun. And honestly, that's like the most I've uh, done in a pretty much, it's pretty much ever. I know that's kind of like, I'm very, very new and trying to break into new projects and stuff uh, as far as acting goes. And um, yeah, like at this point, like I've just in my life kind of like gone in and out of a leveling different levels of like interest and um ability to like engage with like acting community and uh this is like another wave of trying to like break in and trying to get to know people that are are doing uh the same stuff that I'm doing and interested in and doing projects like like you and you and Taylor are doing so um <clears throat> yeah uh 2021 is hopefully going to be like my my year to really get some traction and and dig my feet in the ground and sort of have like a light uh lit under my ass about uh you know getting a fucking agent or you know getting into a commercial or I'm in acting classes finally and so I kind of just am like trying to like reach in any direction I possibly can to try to like figure out how the hell do I like get going you know yeah um well one of the reasons I did want to chat with you is because this whole venture of Austin Film Corps and getting everything started and, and trying to provide resources for people was because when I was a new actor and when I was came to Austin 10 years ago, I didn't know how to get plugged in. I was able to go to ACC and go to college and mm -hmm. talk to people at classes and stuff. And, and I was like, well, where do you go if you want this or that or, or anything? Like I, I was also such a green actor. I didn't know what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like headshots or resume or whatever. So there's a whole other thing. So, but, and I had to piece it all together and Austin's so uh, disparate. It's got so many different places that you can go and find these resources. There's not like one place. So I'm hoping to make it easier for people who are trying to get into the industry and things like that. So I'm curious. So again, you mentioned a little bit how, this was one of your first major projects. Um, what tell us a little bit about what your kind of experience was before really jumping into this 
now? Yeah. So, I mean, I, let's see. I mean, I guess it was like when I moved to Austin, uh, that was about five or maybe six years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I was coming into Austin uh, with no real ambitions to like do anything in acting. And I think just like being in the city and like, it just sparked some interest. I was, I'm, I'm a singer. I love singing. And I, I've, I think I'm, you know, not to be like arrogant, but I'm a, fairly talented singer. So I thought I, I would really enjoy like musical theater. And so I did like a couple like musicals over some summers while I was in college and um, really, really enjoyed it and kind of got plugged in a little bit into that community. And then I uh, started taking an acting class with uh, Terry Kaiser with the Actors Arena. And I did that for like a year and uh, did like some extra work. And um Let's see. I mean, I, I honestly, like, I think I just kind of like was dealing with kind of like what you were saying, like just not really knowing where to start, what I needed, not really being like super plugged into a community of people that were doing it. And um, yeah. And like, how so were th- you getting into these classes? Where is it just like word of mouth? Like, how did you hear about it first? Or? I, I think I just Googled it. I think I just Googled and kind of just like whatever. I just like clicked like the first thing that came up on Google and was like, well, and also I think I probably did a little research on like, what can I really afford? And it was, it was pretty affordable. And I had emailed with the person who was in charge of this class and just kind of been like, you know, how does the the payment system work? I, I knew nothing. So I just, uh, I kind of just started going and, uh, and then kind of fell off of it. You know, I graduated college. I went through some like personal stuff. Like I got divorced and I, got a new job and then I got fired from that job and it was just like all this stuff you know life kind of like happened and I just you know I just kind of like gave up on it a little bit so um then I saw Taylor posted on I either on his own personal Facebook or on uh maybe on the Austin Actors uh Facebook page so that's one thing I got involved in is just being on like that actor's Facebook page to kind of see people posting about uh you know whatever projects they have going on and um I think that's how I got connected with that little project. Were you friends with Taylor before? Yeah. Well, uh, we were like acquainted just through working at Alamo Draft House. Um, so we had, gotcha. you know, kind of like they maybe like picked up some shifts for each other or something, but we wouldn't really know each other that well. Um, yeah, I got connected through Facebook, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've I've left Facebook, but I found that there's like. 200 Facebook groups now for Austin actors. So it kind of yes. feels overwhelming to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. I just kind of jumped on one randomly again. I'm just like, what am I doing? I don't know. I just join a Facebook page. Yeah. So um, in terms of, uh, so where, so you've kind of gotten a little bit connected, but it's still very new for you. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. Very- yeah. Um, so, uh, what, what are you aware of that's out there in terms of, uh, acting resources or anything like that? Like, how is it, has it been easier since you've gotten connected to those groups or has it been a little harder? A little bit. Like I've, I've, I've submitted some, you know, I've tried to get auditions and things like that. And there've been several that haven't worked out. And, uh, and honestly, then like COVID happened and I think, I think that kind of was, was discouraging. Um, I didn't feel like confident enough to try to like 
do like Zoom, a lot of like Zoom stuff as far as, you know, Zoom roles. Like they were just coming up with all these different new ways of like being involved in projects through through Zoom and things like that. And I just didn't really feel confident enough to try. Um, so yeah, like right now, I recently joined like an acting studio. Like I'm with the doing a, the Carol Hickey acting studio. And so yeah. I've been doing that for like the last couple of weeks. Uh, so just doing that, like one, one of those classes every week. And then I joined like the hideout theater has like an improv class. So I'm doing that every week. Um, so I'm, I'm just now getting into like level two improv and uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I haven't been exposed to like a lot of opportunities. I think working with you and Taylor and then like even this right now and getting connected with you and, and someone who has been doing this longer and, and is more connected, that kind of is my main resource at this point is just like talking with you right now and uh, continuing just to like say yes to whatever opportunities come. That's kind of like where I am right now. That's perfect. Uh, my first question is, what's it like doing improv in times of COVID? Oh, you know, well, I, I was kind of like anti-Zoom everything because I was like, I don't want to pay money for something that um, that like you don't really get the full experience of it. Yeah. And uh, but I, I went for it anyway because I was like, I can't just keep sitting around and waiting and waiting for COVID to pass. And it's like, I'm just like. I'm wasting my time and using the almost felt like I think I was like sort of subconsciously using the excuse of like, well, it's COVID times and, you know, it'll be better if I wait. But then, I, you know, a year, almost a year goes by and you're like, I just got to fucking do something. And yeah. um, so I went ahead and did the improv class and, uh, you know, they're really creative with it. I, I kind of was not sure at all what to expect. And then I think there is like this zoom anxiety when you're having to like act like totally ridiculous and making crazy noises and doing crazy things. And you're also doing it sort of in front of a camera in a sense, like you're having mm -hmm. to like be on this on like 12 other people's screens in their homes, like doing these crazy things. I think it does sort of like exercise this muscle of like being okay with like, I don't know. A lot of people, it seems like they have like zoom anxiety. So I do think it helps you work through a little bit of that, um, like stage fright, even, even through zoom, I still think it's really effective tool for that. And, um, yeah. And I think especially like level one, like the early level, like the early parts of learning improv are totally workable through, uh, like a zoom platform, in my opinion, because, you know, you are, you're just kind of like trying to loosen up. And, and I think it, it does make it feel a little bit more safe, which maybe is a, a disadvantage because the whole point I think of improv is to like, to, to kind of throw yourself out there, even though it feels a little bit risky and do it anyway. Um, I don't know. I think like some people probably would, would not appreciate the zoom aspect of a, of an improv class, but I'm, I'm getting a lot out of it personally. And I've decided to like, like I said, go into the level two and continue continue working with with them because i think the guy the guy who leads the improv class is just uh i think he's really talented and he's the way he's uh, like modified to work with the zoom format has been i think really 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 good yeah we should uh talk to him get him on the podcast at some point oh yeah uh, that's a great <laughs> idea <laughs> um i feel like improv to me is is a lot about timing so i would assume that like there's a lot of awkwardness when uh, there's like a little bit of lag or delay in the in the zoom chat you know when you're trying oh, to like absolutely 
But that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm, that's like, that's the thing. It's like, you have to work through that awkwardness and, and do it anyway. And still try to like, you know, still try to have this interaction, this, the new normal interaction with people. And like, I think it's, uh, it's still really fun. Well, that's, well, that's awesome that you're trying to just do something. I think that's also maybe why I just try to just start to do a podcast because you realize that um, we're almost at a year out. Of yeah, like what are this- we waiting for? We're just going <laughs> to have to start working with what we got, you know? Uh, you know, I, and I have the technology. Uh, I can do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so... Uh, w- Going in from here, um, you're trying to let me let me let me try and get my head around. Oh, I, this is what I was going to ask. So, in terms of um, getting started and and trying to get connected and all these different things, it sounds like first off, you're doing a lot of good things. I should say, like just getting into something, getting into a community, is always your best resource. You know, it's always going to be a, a chance for you to have people to ask these questions and and get to know other people and get to know community. I think that's great. Um, and along those lines, um, I'm curious, what were the questions that you've been having or the struggles that you've been having in terms of trying to get started? Oh, uh, gosh, there's so many. I feel like my head just gets full of questions and thoughts and and doubts all the time I think well like one big one that comes to my mind is um I know this is gonna feel kind of silly but like I'm 27 and I don't know if this is because I maybe because I'm like a woman and like the way that it seems like an industry like acting is it's just like am I like running out of time am I like way too late because I you know I expect like I was just reading I'm I'm starting to read a the Sanford Meisner book on acting. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I've never taken a class specifically with that method, but, um, but I'm just starting reading his book and it, you know, he says something along the lines of like, you know, it takes 20 years to be an actor and, Mm -hmm. uh, meaning like not necessarily that you can't start today, but like, you know, to really like get all of that good information, like soaked in and to like, really just like, let it be like your second nature. And I'm like, okay, um, can I like commit to this and let this be like a lifetime, like a lifetime goal rather than like, I have to be able to do this by the time I'm 30, you know? Um, so I think like, that's kind of like an obstacle, like a thing for me. I'm just like, ah, I'm just like barely getting started. And who knows, I could be 35 by the time I'm really getting going. And I have no idea what that's going to be like. And, and I think there's just like a little bit of an anxiety around like timing Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very, um, that's a legitimate fear for most women, I think, because I mean, what we know is that women under 40 in Hollywood just don't exist. <laughs> um, if you look at the movies and stuff, right. So yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, I see like these great actors and act- or actresses, you know, and you have like your like Sarah Paulson's, um, who got started a little bit later and she's doing amazing and I, I love her. Um, or like, you know, or these, like, I guess the OG actresses that are really getting, you know, like the Meryl Streep or like the yeah, yeah, yeah. Naomi I, Watts To or clarify something. the statement, it's like a, it's the, 
perception of things as opposed to, totally. you know, how they keep trying to hire younger actresses and stuff and they're pairing yeah. younger actresses with the older guys. Older guys. It's yeah. just a different way. I mean, granted, the industry is getting a lot better um, and we're fighting more for, um, you know, inclusion of all kinds, including fighting ageism in Hollywood uh, is a big thing. But so I can understand that legitimate fear, though, as a woman um, who's trying to get started uh, yeah. and needing to, you know, understand. I mean, you know, I'm 34 <laughs> and I've been pursuing this for however many long. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I just um, like, yeah, no, I feel that pain to an extent of just like, what have I grown out of, you know? Yeah. What are the roles that like I wanted to get or I wanted to have or I wanted to be that I'm not going to be able to do anymore? And I have to like admit to myself, like, am I okay with doing the other ones? And do I need yeah. to, you know, there's a whole lot of thought processes that goes with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess it feels like every moment that passes, I'm losing the opportunity to do a certain role. But I, I, I do want to like sort of change my mentality on that. It's like as we're as we're like losing the ability to do certain roles, we're opening ourselves up to do new roles that we couldn't have done before uh you know mm. I, i'm i do want to like kind of try to shift that narrative because there's nothing we can do you know our the time is coming and it's not gonna it's what is the smash mouth say the, You're the an years start coming the years <laughs> start coming and they don't stop coming <laughs> from that song <laughs> Well, I didn't uh, think we were going to get a Smash Mouth reference <laughs> in the podcast so early well neither did i i didn't it plan happen. it but <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. Well, uh, Tanner says you can star in all of his movies. So, oh, great! There it is. Well, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, all right. Problem you, solved. <laughs> you've made it, Logan. All you had to do—you didn't know it—but all you had to do was come on to this random podcast and deal. All, with all I had to do was encourage you to keep doing your podcast, and now I'm <laughs> there. You go. You never know. I uh, I was telling my uh, my boyfriend like. I, I do, you know, I try, I try to like focus on like natural, natural, um, I don't know. I don't know if you call it like magic or meditation or whatever it is, but like this n most recent moon cycle, it was like a new moon. I was like trying to like manifest like new opportunities. And like, I feel like this left and right, I'm just like, oh, do that, do that. And I'm just like getting little, like little micro opportunities just to like put myself out there. Like even this podcast is, is one of them, which like, you know, I'm not like, going to become like famous or anything because of this podcast, but it's at least at least something to be like, okay, I'm just going to like keep saying, like I said, like just keep saying yes to things. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that, you might get famous. Like, no, I am going to get famous from this podcast. <laughs> gonna, this is it. This is the, uh, this is the, the breaking of your career, Logan. Um, what are break. the, what are the roles that you wish you could be playing like as a 27 year old woman? Like, you know, we always talk about in the film industry, we are trying to be more inclusive. We are trying to write. And, you know, historically, we're terrible at writing women characters. Let's just, yeah. you know, as a as a industry, yeah. I guess. Right. Um, what's a 27 year old right, well, actress looking for? Yeah. And it's like, why are we so bad at writing women characters? Because women aren't the ones like writing usually. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's hard for a man to write a, a woman's hero story because they see themselves as the hero. And like, like I think, so as far as roles, I think this is like, there's two parts to this, 
this answer. And like one of them mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I want to be the hero. I want to be, I want to be the really complicated, you know, character that like, and, and not necessarily, I'm not necessarily looking to be like in like huge, big feature films. Although I'd be lying if I, if I said that I wouldn't be like elated to do that. Um, but you know, like indie films and like, um, I don't know, like, I, I like, I really like the real stories, like real characters where it's just like gets gross and it gets like crude and it gets um, into like the, the, just like the depths of like humanity, if that makes sense. And like, um, you know, and it's like, in, in the meantime, I'll probably have to be like a mom in a commercial or something like that. But uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. You're good. Okay, cool. Okay, great. <laughs> um, but then on the other hand, like, just like what I said earlier about, um, like, there not being a lot of women writers is like, the, the, the other thing that I would like to do is to like, kind of like what you're doing and what Taylor's doing is like writing your own stuff, like creating your own opportunities. Um, and, then, and, and like, I hear a lot of like podcasts and stuff <clears throat> from actors and directors and, and writers saying that like, there was this point where like, I stopped wanting to just like, uh, tell someone else's story and start telling my own. And I think that's kind of where I really want to go at some point. But like to even think about that is is very overwhelming to me at this point. Um, and so what what would it mean? Because I feel like we talk vaguely about like having um like just these like gritty characters or these like real things and whatever. Like what is that? mean is it like this authenticity or something or i just feel like women are just like wanting to express like real emotions is that (laughs) well you know i think it's i feel like that's a i don't know if it's real emotions like and i i don't know it's hard to like even as a woman for me to like speak for women it's it's tough because that's the thing is like women aren't one thing like women don't want one thing they want they don't want to express one kind of emotion or or anything it's just like how can we start just like thinking about women, not as like a subcategory and just as like looking at like, what would a human do? You know, what would this mm-hmm. human do rather than what would this woman do? And like, I think, you know, like humans, they, they, I don't want to be like overly crude in your podcast, but like they fart and they vomit and they are human. They have real human, you know, functions. And it's just like, I just love whenever like a character is is doing what you would do whenever you're sitting alone in your house and no one else is there to see it. And it's like, I don't know, you know it when you see it. Like it's kind of, it's like whenever, like I have like my acting teacher right now is just like, you know, be human. And sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I know how to be human, but like, you know it whenever you see it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that, Meisner was really trying to harp on was like you know be a a, a real human feeling real human things and and the the thing is, is we go through life and society a lot of times not reacting the way that not going with our impulses you know because you know yeah. our impulse may be to like yell at this person because they got our coffee order wrong or something you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um or uh, different things like and that's a terrible example because <laughs> well you shouldn't do that that's the thing well, right sure, like there's yeah. there's reasons why you have these uh things telling you like to just 
be like a nice person in society and stuff like that. And sometimes acting is is telling you you don't have to be a nice person. Well, <laughs> when here's you're in the a thing. scene. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing that kind of is confusing to me about that. And it's like what it's like in an acting class, you're trying to act like a real human. But the thing about like going to a coffee shop or going uh, to to meet a new person or you're in a new class. And so you're having to like interact with people for the first time. And the thing is like in real life as real humans, we are acting. We're, we're playing all these different roles in life. You know, we don't, whenever I'm waiting a table in a restaurant, I'm not being myself. You know, my real humanness is that I have to act a certain way in front of certain people. And I think that's why it's so easy to like overact in acting classes is because that's what we're normally used to is just like acting. Like we're so, I think it's so rare that in real life that we're truly like authentic and honest that when we go into an acting class, it feels actually more natural to not act honest. And so it's right. like, we actually, we actually have to like dig down and figure out how, how can I be more honest in my real life in order to like figure out how can I be more honest and tell the truth of this story when I'm acting. It's like, you have to be able to tell the real honest truth of your own story in life. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to like re- reach down and figure out like, where is the real me? Like, where's the real truth of my current situation before you can apply that in, into your art? Yeah. You, there, that, and that's why it takes <laughs> 20 years, right? Right. Um, you know, some people look at uh, acting as therapy. It's not a very good therapy, I'd say, but I think it's a, <laughs> a, a therapy nonetheless that I've I've enjoyed from time to time because you you start um, looking into like who are you as a person, you know, and then if you are acting a role that is quite unlike you, you're like, well, how much of this really is me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it can get pretty uh, scary, you know, and it takes a long time to, 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 I think, separate and to figure it out and to kind of sort through all these different things before you're like, oh, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. You know, I think uh, this is a little bit of a tangent, but uh, so another thing that I have going on in my life right now. So what is going on in my life is like, I'm calling it Logan University because I'm not like in school for anything, but I'm kind of just like submitting myself to like classes and and all the different aspects that I want to like bring into my next uh like phase of life I'm like in an acting class I'm in an improv class I'm starting to do more like open mics and so I'm like learning more songs on the guitar and I'm uh I'm in a, a yoga teacher training because yoga and like mindfulness and meditation are really big parts of my life and so I'm wanting to like you know engage with that as a possible like career or like part-time career choice and um so I, I'm just saying that to say that I think that uh, as I'm learning about all these things at the same time, I'm I'm recognizing how like interconnected and how 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 things are so similar. And in reality, it's like they seem different. Like the difference between being able to stand up and act in front of a camera or on a, in front of a, an audience versus being able to do yoga or teach yoga seems like not related at all. But what I'm learning is that like there are like the same kind of mindfulness techniques being taught in every one of those, uh, those worlds um, as the other. So, you know, like an improv, an improv, it's like, don't think about anything before you say it, but just let it come out. And you're just like, how do I not think about something before I say it? How do I not sit here and try to think of a response to what my partner's doing or saying? And 
or, you know, in the same in, same in, in an acting class, they're like, you know, learn your lines, but like, don't really, don't think about what you're about to say. Just let it, just feel it and let it happen to you. Just let it, you know, let yourself experience it. And like in yoga and mindfulness, it's like kind of the same thing. And like, you just, you're trying to just like quiet your mind down and stop trying to think about the next thing you want to say all the time to people or to, um, or even in your own mind, like worrying about something that's going to happen or might happen or something that already happened. It's like these same tools can be applied in all of these different worlds is just like, how do you just be quiet and be still with like this exact moment only? Like this is the only moment that's happening. and I'm not even going to think or worry about what's going to happen or what happened yesterday. Um, like that's a, that's a, like, that's the skill that is getting sharpened in me constantly. I think, I think will make me a good actor at some point, <laughs> hopefully um, being able to practice all these things in conjunction with each other. Yeah. I wonder what it is that we're like searching for as a society when all these things are like basically saying the same thing, right? Uh, yeah. Like what are we trying to get back to in terms of like, I mean, you know, maybe that's why, these arts are what they are is because someone decided to just do it and not think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and why we even have acting or music or, you know, or, or art in general, you know, um, there's a, uh, maybe there's a lot to be said there. I just said it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you podcast. did. You just said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go back to this. Uh, I'm curious about, because I have some opinions about when we're writing characters, um, especially the way that we represent them on like casting calls for mm. actors and, and actresses. And w- have you been able to browse a whole bunch of casting calls in this journey? And what's <laughs> how do you know a good role when you see it? Or is that has it been well, not as easy to I've I've definitely navigated and looked through lots of different roles and applied for several different roles um like there was a uh I think you might be familiar with it but there's like a yahoo group for for like Austin Mm -hmm. area yeah I was like on that for a long time recently changed from yahoo I think they went to a different format Um, well thank god because who's on yahoo that's what I said. That's why I started this whole <laughs> not to bash not to bash the the <laughs> yeah. Austin Film Casting Group, which is actually a really great resource for people yeah. who are wanting to get in- introduced. Um, there is a new updated link on AustinFilmCore.com if you're looking to find it. But yeah, Yahoo. Like, why are we still using a Yahoo group? From like, it feels like so long. It's been well, yeah, like twenty early years, 2000s. man. Two thousands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like had to make a Yahoo account for it. And then I totally forgot what it was. And I just like, I was like, all right, well, anyway, I had looked at a lot of those. And then now on this, um, this, uh, like yeah, this Facebook group and some other groups like that, you know, I, I read through, I mean, I'm on a um, backstage, um, that mm-hmm. there's the app backstage. And so like, I, I look through stuff on there several times, you know, first, the first thing I'm looking at is like, am I demographically fitting into this role? And, um, I feel like I feel like uh, not not at all to say that there's not enough space for twenties age twenties like white women in general. There's like more than enough, um, but like I'm I'm I find that like there's a lot of like a lot of roles that are looking for more diversity, and so that kind of just like I just pass over those because they're like oh we're looking for like a twenties like woman, and we you know we're looking for a Latinx or like um, 
uh, you know, person of color or like whatever. And so like, I, I mean, which I think is awesome. So I'm just like passing over, you know, anything. But a lot of times it's hard. It's, I, I find that like, I've found a lot of things that just like really fit well and like resonated with me. And, um, and I'm just going to be totally honest here. Like sometimes I find one that I'm like, oh, this fits perfectly, like with my demographics and kind of like seems like an interesting role. And then I'm just like, yeah, but like, it seems too good. Like, like, I think I would probably mess this role up. And so I'm just going to let this pass on to somebody else who's better than me. And so like, there's that little voice in my head where it's like, even if I found something that was good, I'm like, eh, I'm probably not good enough. Like, I, I think it's awesome, but it's probably not for me, you know? Hmm. Yeah. I would say you got to at least go to the audition, right? You got to try it. If you're gonna yeah, like let them there. decide if I'm not good enough. <laughs> yeah, sure. But that's the scary thing, right? It's like, uh, that's the thing. It's like, I know that by going to the audition, I'm like, I'm going to let them tell me no instead of letting me tell me no. But I don't like it when other people tell me no. Um, it hurts. And like, I, I think that is like a, like a men- the mental barrier that I'm trying to like get over is like, hey, you're going to get like rejected like like 90% of the time, like you're going to get rejected so much more than you're ever going to get, you know, accepted for anything. And so I just, it's it's very tough for me to like really experience that truth. I, yeah. And I'm so much more satisfied um, going into an audition and bombing it than I am having not submitted myself at all to be completely yeah. honest. Like I'd rather walk out of there and be like, ah, you know what? I Give fucking sucked. But you know, <laughs> it's okay. Cause you know, I, I got to, I got to do something today. So. Yeah, I know. I need to really shift that. I mean, like, and you know, and that's what this new season, I don't want to say well, that's what 2021 is about because it's like an arbitrary, like it, becoming 2021 is totally arbitrary. It's, but, but it, it does kind of represent something for me. And like, for me, like, I'm I'm ready to just get shit on and to get rejected and to just it's so that I can go to bed every night knowing that like I'm giving it an honest try. Um, so yeah, I need to, I need to be better about that. So and learn like really learn what is a good role look like for me. I'm not going to really know the answer to that question until I act until I actually start, you know, doing it until I actually start going for these roles. You know, I think one of the reasons I brought it up is because I just keep thinking about casting calls there's this uh term that i see used for a woman character all the time uh in casting calls and it's beautiful but doesn't know it and i feel like that's like (laughs) so cliche Uh, at this point that it's just it's do you know that you gotta find a different way (laughs) there's a country song and it's like she don't know she's beautiful you know that song I, no, I do not, unfortunately. Oh, well, it's not that great of a song, so don't worry about it. But, uh, <laughs> like, that whole concept to me is just, like, it's, like, charming for people for whenever women don't know their own beauty and they don't know their own worth. It's like, oh, that's so charming. She has no idea how beautiful she is. It's like, why? Why do you want that? Why do you want that quality in a woman? It's because, and I think it's a maybe a power thing for, for men. It's like, oh, she doesn't know she's beautiful so that I can use that to, like, almost... Uh, like manipulate her because if I tell her she's beautiful, she's going to be over the moon. You know, you can really like decide how you want to like push a woman around if she's insecure. And so, sorry, I'm going off on like a little bit of a tangent there, but you know, like that whole, yeah, that whole concept of just like women not really quite knowing 
because we because in general as a society i think we don't like it when women know how beautiful they are whenever you say hey you're really beautiful and they're like oh yeah i know thank you so much and they're just like what do you mean you know you know why do you we we don't it's like makes us uncomfortable for a woman to know like yeah i'm hot like i look good you know like my outfit looks good my hair looks good i've got a rocking bod like we don't like that quality it's like oh, the overconfidence of that is makes us not not feel good for some reason um I don't know. No, I get it. I feel like the that the the equivalent of that casting call like quote is is like telling a woman to smile for some reason, you know. It's just kind of <laughs> it's like just don't say that anymore. Like not to say that like we don't hear to I don't. I was just going to say but like I mean I guess there can be casting calls for people that like you know, this is a shy girl or whatever. Like, this is a person who, you know, has low self-esteem. Like, those can be real characters. there's a different way to describe it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, we got to be, like, I guess more intentional about um, letting, I don't know. Yeah, not coming from a perspective that's not their own, I guess, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it usually comes down to when it comes to, like, you're working with you know, women or people of color or people in the LGBT community, like these, these communities, like they want their stories to be told by people that actually understand their experience. Like, and I I think like, yeah, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about like a lot of times the like beautiful girl, but she doesn't know it is being told by a man, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And where it's like, yeah, that's, but but I don't know. And I, I don't know. I think, that, I think that is kind of like an important factor of like, who's telling the story? Who's describing this character? Like who's, who's building this, this art that's imitating some version of someone else's reality. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's definitely where it felt like to me, where it's like, I don't understand where this perspective is coming from in terms of like, it doesn't feel like it's coming from that person, the character. So that doesn't, to me, doesn't speak to like a strong character. You know, I, that's kind of what I was going to say is like, is beautiful, but doesn't know it an interesting thing. Like, is that a real, like it is real, but it's, um, that's kind of what you were saying. Like, what kind of roles do I want to play? It's like, I want to play something a little bit more complicated than that. You know, it's like, I don't want to just be like timid and trying to make my way through the world, but I'm just not confident enough. Maybe because like sometimes I do feel that way a little bit. I'm just like, yeah, let me do something like let me do something different. Let me, let me be the confident one. Let me know how beautiful I am. And also let me do something else with my life or in my, in, in this story that, uh, it's more complicated for me, anything besides like hair color, if it matters or skin color, if it matters to the character, like these physical attributes, like it doesn't need to be there in a casting call, in my opinion. You know, unless it like really matters specifically for cultural reasons or whatever. Right. Like it if you're describing someone as beautiful, well, let the it's subjective. Right. Yeah. You know, these kinds of things that like if you just if all you can do is describe your character as like beautiful or hot or, you know, ugly or whatever. I don't know, like these different things like then you're you've not distilled down like who this character is you know, in your screenplay yeah. or why they matter to the story or anything like that besides their physical attributes, you know, and yeah. uh, beautiful, beautiful, but doesn't know it is such a backhanded way to just try and like throw, like make it seem like you're like, no, like 
but she's cool also, you know, but like, that's not a, a good way <laughs> to describe the character. You don't introduce anyone, you're anyone as beautiful, but doesn't know it. Like that's a backhanded compliment. You wouldn't do that to a, a normal human being. Right. Yeah. Which is, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Um, I, I also wanted to mention that like the, the diversity push in, in casting has been kind of weird for me too, um, because I'm mm. a half of something. Um, yeah. and, uh, and so I'm never fully anything. Uh, yeah. so I do pass by also a lot of casting, casting calls because it's like, well, I, I can't, even if I have submitted, I'm never enough of this to be that or whatever i'm not caucasian enough or i'm not asian enough or whatever so Mm, it's been it's kind of weird because it's um uh and i think it's great um i just wish i had the opportunity to be like but i can play this you know if you really yeah wanted me to (laughs) um but that's just a side thing no yeah well i can't imagine i mean you know i don't really have that experience so I mean like I like hearing your perspective on that I mean I don't know like I'm not a casting director so I really don't know uh you know I don't know I think you could play all kinds of different different I don't know there's like I was listening to another podcast some acting podcast about someone who had like a very similar issue of like um they were like looking for some kind of diversity and like this guy like he he created like a reel to submit to be like uh you know, you can tell I'm a person of color, but you have no idea where I come from. I could play, you know, I could play this uh, Middle Eastern person. I could play this Hispanic person. I could play this or that. And he was just kind of like playing on the fact that his like, uh, his like ethnic background was so like ambiguous that he could like do a lot with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know. I think he could do all kinds of things. That's interesting. That's a bold move by that actor, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like to just kind of throw that out there. I'm not exactly sure. I'm curious how like casting directors accepted that, you know, but um, we'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. We'll be seeing him in some films and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Anyone who's hanging out with us, uh, if you got any questions about acting or getting started or anything for Logan, let us know. Now's a good time to start typing those up while we continue chatting um logan what else has been, so we talked about roles that you've wanted to do and what where are you kind of um i'm so this whole journey of like 2021 and just doing something and going through logan university yeah um is it um is it paying off for you like where do you see it going where do you see it taking you and where how has it changed since you started in terms of expectation. Um, yeah, like 2020. Oh, gosh. I, I, I kind of don't know where to begin. It's kind of like I'm in like these in-between stages. So um, I would say like I'm this whole fire that I have, this actual ability to like make movements and actually take the risks of like, okay, I'm going to like sink some money and some time and some driving, commuting, you know, to like go where I need to go to start getting what I need. Um, it's like over the summer, I was just, I was kind of a mess in that I was so stagnant and so stuck. I felt like, I felt like so constrained by, you know, the world, the world being in the state that I was in. And, um, my, you know, I, 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 I lost my job, you know, I was furloughed. I, you know, I wasn't able to like 
engage with a lot of things like job market wasn't looking super, super hot. And then, you know, I, I just felt like, I felt like the universe was, I think everybody felt like this. So I'm not saying anything new, but like, I feel like the universe sort of was just like put the whole world on stop and was like, everybody needs to take a moment to like breathe and to rest and to figure out what you want to do next and stop just automatically waking up every day and doing the same thing without thinking about it. And so it was like pretty painful summer for me, just having to be like, okay, I'm going to sit with my own thoughts. I'm going to sit with my own triggers, my own um, emotions until I figure out what I want to do and until I can do it with confidence. And um, so it's kind of like just now that I'm like, okay, uh, some of those, those seeds that were there, you know how like there's like, I'm going to give like a farming analogy because I live on a farm, but like, you know, there's, there, there's, there's a seed bed that lives like underneath the ground, you know, that, that sometimes goes dormant um, because there's no water, there's no nutrients that's reaching down there to, to create that seed bed to actually sprout. And so I feel like there was all these seeds that were inside of me that were like laying dormant for the longest time. And there was just nothing that could quite penetrate it. So I feel like this whole past summer of feeling like I was doing nothing was me uh, digging down and creating pathways it deep down into that seed bed so that like the proper nutrients and the proper things, the proper resources could reach down there. And like just now I feel like they're starting to, I'm starting to see a little bit of a sprout, you know, and I'm starting to see, a, and, and the sprout isn't necessarily uh, in landing a role or getting to be in a, a commercial or a, a short film or something like that. It's just in the like, oh, like I think I can actually do this. I think I can actually like, I'm not doing it yet, but now I actually believe that I can do it. And I think that's like the big first step for me. And uh, yeah, what was, what was the question? I Am it. I answering the I've question? Been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. I've been waiting for you to use a farming analogy this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably more where that came from. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's a, a good answer to the question. I think, you know, I was just trying to figure out for everyone else who's in the same spot, like what, again, what's that looking like for, I mean, how we're looking forward is coming from that perspective, like how to look forward to like 2021 as that year, you know, um, of change or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, um, I think we yeah. like sort of just like, we, when we're in our daily grind and our work grind and whatever, it's like, we're just constantly looking for like, oh, when can I, when can I have a break? Like, I just want like a long weekend or like a vacation or something. And it's just like this kind of sick twist where you like get like the longest vacation of your, of your life. You just get like a year of like vacation and you're just like, oh my God, just let me do some work. Just let me, let me dig and dig my heels in and start actually like busting my ass at something. I just want to do anything. And like all that pent up energy is just exploding into, you know, the things that I'm actually passionate about. And I'm kind of hoping, um, so like I, I, I'm doing this thing called bullet journaling. And so like I have my like 2021 goals written all out in my journal. And so my big goals for 2021 is to get an agent to get a like pretty solid headshots, which I think that's not like a year long goal, obviously but uh, soon and then to be in like a commercial. And then I think between like six months and a year to like gain enough 
enough confidence and enough resources and experience to the, I just want to move to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that everybody wants that. And, 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 you know, probably not forever, probably not like putting down roots in LA, but I just want to get out there. I have some friends moving out there and uh, I just want to get out there and just be like, so let's, who, who can I meet? How can I network? How can I get involved in literally anything and start basically start what I'm doing here and then just start over and do it in LA. Yeah. Well- playing uh devil's advocate here if you don't hit those goals what what then logan well that's a good question and like Mm -hmm. i want to do it practically like i don't want to be this person this like starving artist this like sort of pie in the sky person who's just like i'm just gonna drop everything and i'm just gonna move to la and if i'm gonna become a star or i'll be damned you know um I, cause I want to, I want to be practical. Like I want to have a certain amount of money in the bank. I want to have a certain amount. I want to have a little bit of a career going somehow. I'm making some kind of money outside of art and outside of, um, I guess it could be service industry, but hopefully I'm hoping, uh, outside of service industry, um, to make sense for a move like that to work. And, uh, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out, if I don't think there's, if I don't think it's practical, I'm not going to go out there and like, spend absorbent amounts of money on rent and on you know commuting and living in california if i don't feel like it makes sense or if i don't get the like deep sense of intuition that like this is the right thing um i'm willing to say no to to going out there but but i'm but i'm gonna ramp up as if i am yeah the best i can sure uh well i really hope that (laughs) it like that bullet traveling is great so i think writing down your goals and having those goals is is a good idea and um and i you know those are some pretty solid a lot of them are tangible too getting headshots pretty easy so um uh, (laughs) make that happen uh someone in the chat said they'll take your headshots for you so (laughs) awesome that's uh, amazing you you make it there's one once you get that one down then who knows sky's the limit um also so we do have one uh question in chat we're gonna pivot back to um uh writing characters and stuff and so uh again if you're listening to this if you join us on discord live you can actually engage with the podcast in a chat and uh once i eventually get a name for this podcast and put it up on somewhere um you'll be able to join us and you'll be able to ask questions like this one from uh segment star um he says i have a script in which the main character is a woman as a man i haven't worried about writing the emotional aspects of a woman characters because i trust that the actress i cast will translate my writing into believable performance as a male director that wants to frequently direct women as leads what can i do to better listen to the actress and how can i open the door to collaborating on the performance oh that's a good question um yeah. And then like, as someone I'm going to, I can, I'm, I would answer that kind of like with a grain of salt because I haven't been directed a lot. You know, this isn't my direct experience yet, except really just with you, Matthias. Um, Let's say what would be an ideal situation. I was a terrible director, by the way. <laughs> no, no, I didn't give any true. direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would have given more if it would have been like a longer project. It wouldn't have been, we were a little bit rushed. 
um, time for that, but, but yes. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I, I think, what can I do to better listen to the actress and open the door for collaborating? I mean, it seems like you have like, it seems like this person has like a pretty, uh, like good understanding of what they already need to do. It's like, yeah, open the door, collaborate, like ask, just ask questions. You know, it's like, if you, if you already have it in your mind that you want to hear the female perspective on this character and just say, yeah, like, what is your perspective? Like open up that conversation and keep the conversation open. And like, yeah, I think that act of listening. And I mean, that doesn't mean you have to uh, totally like hand the reins over to somebody and, and let them, and let them totally, totally take over. But um, yeah, no, I know that dynamic can be hard because I know sometimes like an, an actor might say like, I don't think the character would do this or feel this or say this. And so it's kind of like the actor, actress learning to distinguish between like their own personal feelings and what they would do as an individual rather than thinking like what what their uh, character might do in that story. But um, yeah, I, I think, think probably- I think there's, yeah. I mean, we talked yeah, earlier ahead. about how you mentioned, I mean, these are just humans, right? You know, like right. approaching them is just like, what would a human do? You know, and I think it's very important um, to just like recognize, like you can um, approach an actress and and talking to her about this character and, and collaborating in the same way mm -hmm. that you would anyone, right? You know, like what yeah. is it that you would do and whatever um, in this situation, and try and like translate that through this character, you know, and trying to understand the character. And that is to say that like, if you come from a male perspective and a woman, the actress that you're talking to um, says no, then I would probably listen to that because yeah, you are <laughs> a different person. Anytime an actress has said, I don't think I would say that, or I don't think I would feel that or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. It's my job as a director to be like, okay, so is this, a, a thing from my perspective um yeah and why i think it would be this way in my um, own personality or does it really need to be in the character and so asking yeah. them like well what is it that you would be doing and have that conversation i mean the, already if you're asking the question i feel like you you're already going to be listening you're already open yeah. to those kinds of things you know i think probably of, mm -hmm. sorry go ahead I was going to say a lot of it comes down to is like having the conversations way before you get on set too. <laughs> you're not going to Absolutely. Do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. Someone in the chat said that like work with a woman writer to collaborate. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that's, that's kind of like what I said earlier, you know, like a lot of men are writing these women's roles. So yeah, talk with a woman, like start collaborating with other women writers and get more women involved in every aspect of your project if you can. Um, I think that's a really great point. And then I think the other thing is like, um, like acknowledging, like having to be really, really honest with yourself as a writer, as a director, as an artist, but at really more so like as a human and as a male human with, um, how can you like acknowledge your own privilege, your own, um, experience and being like, where are my biases? Like when you're looking at something you've like written in for your story, it's like, how can you get really, really honest with yourself and say, why, like, why am I including this in the story? What does this add to the story? Like, what does, what, what am I, what story am I trying to tell about this character that like, is it really important that we get this shot of this like, um, 
this thing that might be like kind of objectifying to women like how important is that and i think this conversation comes up and it, and i'm like trigger warning i'm going into like something that's a little bit intense for um uh like this is a conversation that's been had a lot around like films and like how women are centered in these stories but like rape scenes for example like how important is it like and i think you know i, I don't really fall like super hard one way or the other but it's like asking these open-ended questions to yourself about how important is it uh, for the story, for this to be included? And what, am, what story am I telling about women? And, and what narrative am I opening up to the public about women in order to like include this certain thing? And uh, like just being like really tough, being really tough on yourself when it comes to these subjects, because somebody will ask, someone will feel something whenever they see a character that portrays someone that looks like them in a certain way, like it's going to come up. So does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I mean, women have been exploited for their bodies and their sexuality and all these different things a lot for film, you know? So it is, Which, I mean, yeah. not only is it important as writers to always be asking the question, like, why does this scene matter? Why do I need yeah. to include this in, in any general thing? But if you're, you got to start looking long and hard at every single woman character that you're writing and every scene involving that woman and, and ask that question even more, you know, um, totally. because you don't, you don't want to be just objectifying things or whatever. Um, them, you know, um, yeah, I think it's very, no, great, important points there and stuff. I have yeah. to say that there was, I mean, like even sex scenes in general have been um, like a huge problem. There's a one-sidedness in terms of intimacy and uh, sex scenes in the industry that has only in the past few years been able to be addressed, you know, and we're finally getting intimacy coordinators on film sets and stuff, you know, and I oh, think wow. that those conversations are have been very important. They've been very needed because it's been a very, like ex the experience that I've heard has been very different than what I would think it would be for me as a male. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't gotten to do, I haven't had the experience. Well, I wouldn't have had their experience for sure, but I haven't got to experience intimacy anyway. <laughs> so yeah. um, uh, it's, we got to start looking every aspect of that because like there is definitely a a gap in terms of of uh experience and how things have been happening in the industry and so you got to really really start asking those hard questions uh sam says the orgasm gap is real in intimacy <laughs> oh gosh a huge gap there <laughs> don't yeah don't get me started because that's yeah like and i think there's like there is this uh, movies and 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 especially television and you know like your HBO and like uh, and and honestly, if we're just being like super super honest, like in porn, you know, we just have all these like visual ideas of like what the orgasm looks like, what sexual intimacy looks like, what you know, and it's like it seems like <laughs> I mean I don't want to get like too uh, too overly intimate, but it's just like there's just these certain you always just see like two or three of these like really similar like sex positions and it's just like people just have sex like that all the time like this is like it's always depicted in this one way and it's like yeah like why don't we like look into the research of and, and there's not a lot of sex research because it is such an intimate subject um but yeah like like i was saying before like 
let's what is the real human experience of of a of a sexual encounter look like and feel like and is there where where's the awkwardness of a sexual encounter where's the fumbling where's the questions that have to be asked and like the the you know the difficulty of like taking off your socks before or something like that you know like where's the real humanness of that sexual experience and especially from the female perspective especially from the female's perspective um, i encourage anyone to to go look at the i don't remember what the website is now i could look it up but it'd be take me a second um but the intimacy coordinator kind of website in terms of just looking at what their rules are now for being on set and like to approaching intimacy scenes and everything like that i mean the most important thing is like consent right is making yeah. sure that everyone's aware of what they're supposed to be doing and so it's not improv based um for the longest time we've approached sex scenes it's just feel it out or just improvise or whatever but unfortunately that's not something that you should be allowing the actors to be improvising because no one knows what's gonna happen yeah, it's especially really when you're not going into it as yourself, you're going into it as a character and kind of like melting into this other yeah. personality whenever you're doing something so uh, sensitive, I think. Yeah, I, I, that's awesome yeah. that they have like intimacy coordinators. I never knew that. Yeah, we choreograph fight scenes. We might as well choreograph sex scenes. Um, and then another good resource. I haven't, I've seen um, so much content since the pandemic started and there's still a lot of people that I feel like include these scenes that just like I don't know if it needs to be here you know yeah but there's been one show uh in particular that was my favorite show of 2020 that I think really hit it the nail on the head in terms of like how this can be done like intentionally and how we can um be in conversation with you know uh both sides and not objectify and all these different things that we're talking about. And that's normal people. You can find it on Hulu. I think it's a BBC produced show um, is produced in Ireland. Um, and uh, man, it just hit some ways. Normal people. It's just so good. I encourage anyone to go watch that. If you want to see some like real good representation of what um, I feel like we should be doing and having these conversations and, and things like that. So yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'll have to check it out. Yeah, um, it's just you know that's the whole reason I have this podcast, just so I could plug things that I've been that I, I really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went from talking about um, uh, how can we listen to an actress to talking about sex scenes and porn. So you know, um, yeah, <laughs> we kind of a little bit of attention there, but I think it's all great points. You know, um, yes, talk to get women writers in the room much earlier uh yeah. we've we are very sure that we have not written women characters well we're very sure that we have had a history of like doing terrible about it um so the best way to do it is to uh i don't know go to the source uh ask a woman and they'll tell you yeah um any woman that's been in my life has always told me exactly what i needed to hear so <laughs> whether I liked it or not. So I appreciate them. Yeah. Well, uh, I think, can, well, can I make one more quick point on that? Mm, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to say, what, what you, whenever you said that every woman has like given you like this great advice is like a lot of times, it's one of the problems with like the orgasm gap, for example, is like women have a hard time communicating and, and mm. having 
you know, they have a hard time coming up and speaking up about like what it is that makes them comfortable or uncomfortable or what they need or what they don't want. Um, and like, or like whenever it comes to like asking for raises in your job, like a lot of times men get more raises because women just don't really think of themselves, you know, as deserving a raise or being able to ask. Um, so I think like making sure that you create the right environment for women to be able to, um, feel confident and feel open and feel safe to say exactly what it is that they need. Um, you know what I mean? Like that has to be an environment that's cultivated to create that safety. Well, I feel like we could talk another 30 minutes on how to cultivate that environment, <laughs> but we might have to save that. Um, yeah. Just know another that you day. need to do that for now. Just know that that's a very good point. Um, and we need to cultivate these better environments. <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe the next podcast we can go into greater detail on how to do that. <laughs> um, well, thanks again so much, Logan, for uh, joining me on this adventure into creating content and early in the morning. I think you have to go to work too eventually, right? You're, you got to go sure bartend do. or something. I do. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh i so logan uh just so everyone knows um like where can they if they want to connect with you or if they want to um you know find you on the internet or keep involved in like w your journey and and uh, can support you like where can they do that absolutely yeah i just barely on my instagram i have put like Austin actor because I just haven't felt like good enough about being like I'm not going to put that because I'm not an actor but like yeah you know I am an actor I'm not a working actor yet but I'm gonna be so anyway yeah you can um follow me on Instagram um the ladyship underscore Logan is my uh Instagram handle I can put that in the chat if that's helpful no for sure yeah, and while you're doing that, um, one last little thing from Sam is take inventory of the women in your life. If you're not having rich conversations with women regularly, think about why you don't have women in your life. And I don't mean partners, mothers, family. I mean people in your chosen circle. Um, very good point. Wanted to throw that out there in terms of, um, yeah, uh, make have those conversations. Well, thanks again, Logan, so much. We had yeah. a lot of, we went all different directions with this yeah. podcast. It was a journey. And uh, yes. um, thanks everyone for joining us and helping us spur on the conversation this morning. I know it was a little impromptu as this whole thing, this whole adventure has been, but I appreciate everyone coming out and supporting us. You can find more at austinfilmcore.com. Keep joining us, keep using the discord and yeah, we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Awesome. Thanks for having me.